Welcome to the Men of Eight Gang podcast, episode 387. I'm Steve Borsch, and I am on with Tim Elliott. Good morning. And Phil Wilson. Hola. How are you guys doing? Good to have you back, Steve. Nice to have well, you it's back. It's nice to be back, even though last week's show is better than any show that I've ever hosted. <laughs> it was a <laughs> good one. That's not yeah, true. it was a good one. Oh, Julio was great, and your guest was great, and yeah, it was just it was a good show. Yeah. So, well, we, well at least we have one listener, Phil. Yes, we do. The guy that didn't make it. Yeah. 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 Well, I downloaded and listened on the plane when we were coming back. So, Um, anyhow. We didn't sound too bad then. Yeah. So, did you get uh, much snow up uh, your way, Steve? Because, you know, Phil and I, uh, not not a lot. Not a lot. Enough. Enough. But not a lot. Not the, uh, you know, 7 to 11 or 8 to 15 or 23 to 1,200 feet. Yeah. Yeah. I think think we got about six, six inches. Yeah, it's a, yeah, so, we got four or five down here. Yeah. So well, I know how you guys can measure not that. Not too bad. But not anyway. Oh, good night, uh, everybody. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a well, lot of Minnesota stories to cover. Well, and, I mean, just uh, just the snow thing. I, I, one of the things we wanted to point out is there are apps for both Minneapolis and St. Paul to uh, help you avoid getting uh, tickets. So and, that's right. Uh, yes. The rest of the snow emergencies. And I got to so tell you. sort of a PSA. Well, it yeah. is, and I got to tell you, I would love to have had these apps when I was living down on Douglas and DuPont in the Kenwood area, and my car got towed twice yeah. out of a snow emergency because I was sleeping. You know, and I they called it snow emergency at like ten o'clock at night or something, and yep. and the next morning I came out, and my car's gone. It's like what? Right. What they didn't have a pager app for for snow emergency? They didn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pager. Yeah, no, they would call me on my on my telephone. Yes. Oh, you see the one that was plugged Great. into the, uh, to, to the grid? Yes. Hey, I have to tell you. Not the one you carried with you. I, I just have to mention something funny. So my, my, uh, out of my dad's house, I had taken a touch tone telephone that he had in his home office. Yeah. And, uh, and I. A touch tone. Just, if you, just saying the words sounds yeah, I know. so antiquated. It yeah. does. But I plugged it in to my, uh, my box, my little OB box that I use for Google voice. And the thing rang. And I damn near went through the ceiling. It, the ringer on this thing is so <laughs> freaking loud. I unplugged it immediately. Um, and I, I thought, I can't remember the phones being that loud. But yeah, I, I remember the, yeah, the, the, and the volume controls on the phone, not so great. Right. You know, it's like, it's not so great. Yeah, it's, it's like, either at 100% or 98%. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. That's, the, that's the range. That's oh, my God. Point. Anyway. But, yeah, I would love to have had one of these apps. Um, Julio had done a story on snow emergency rules in St. Paul and Minneapolis on these these iOS and Android apps. And, and um, God, it would have been great to have these and be notified. Hey, in Minneapolis, don't we, uh, Tim, don't we just have a standing get your car off the street between November and something like that? I think it's, I can't remember what it is, but it's it, yeah. it's not necessarily triggered by snow. It's more triggered by the time of year. So, Yeah. Yep. It's a season. It's a snow it's season. And it's one side you can't park on. Right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, we also had news of uh, Best Buy. Uh, uh expanding their teen tech center network uh to help yes. uh, underserved urban youth this is yeah. a good thing. so it is and when they well it's it's all about uh, giving urban youth skills tech skills right um but i remember when they first rolled this out and and first did the first one and i thought okay whatever you know they're, they're you know this is never going to go anywhere they're not going to stick a bunch of money into it and um and there's 11 of them now and they're going to double them 
And so they're great. they're pretty serious about this as and it's a not, initiative. And it's not, not just in uh, in Minneapolis, but uh, urban centers around the country. So like Pittsburgh and Vegas and places like that. Chicago, Dallas, Denver. Yeah, New, so Jer- New Jersey great. City. Yeah, yeah, I, really great. And that that sort of ties into the, also the another story that uh, that um, uh, Julio did about um, low cost computers at local stores. Um, did you see that case? See yeah, that you know. Yeah. And there used to be a store in Minnetonka. They used to have two stores, and then they had one store in Minnetonka. And I used to go up there because uh, they would have, every once in a while, would have a, a, a really great deal on something that I that I wanted to get. You know, like a used, like, I was thinking about this store, Tech Dump is the name of the store. It's right. a nonprofit. They recycle and refurbish PCs and other tech products. And I thought, you know... I just want a cheap Mac Mini right now, and I and I don't want to go through um, uh, Craigslist necessarily, although I could. And I thought, you know, maybe I should just go up there and see what see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah I think a, a guy that could afford actually a new one to to go out and buy up a cheap one, so somebody can't get it that has less money than you. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> you are so mean to me. <laughs> well, he points out though that for, for a hundred bucks, you can get a Windows PC. You know. And yeah. for a lot of people, that's that'll that'll Boy, be fun. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, the gift of giving somebody a hundred dollar Windows machine to, to introduce them to a lifetime of frustration, I think that's great. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, mean, I was think I was thinking. That, he does point out that some of them come with Linux, which may not be as frustrating. That's true. Me. That's true. That's right. Well, uh, except though, and I, I'll put this in the show notes, but uh, um, I just because I'm running a little Ubuntu. Uh, Linux six, 16.04, that version, the newest version. God, you're and such a there was a drive man. by. <laughs> there was a drive-by malware that downloads an oh, audio no. file, and it automatically uh, loads the ca- calculator, of all things, and enters some code, and now they've got root access to your Ubuntu Linux machine. Good um, thing it's in a uh, virtual machine, huh? Yeah, I'm no kidding. But I thought, oh, great. But but that was another thing about going to this uh, tech dump, because there's a store in Bloomington and one in the Golden Valley, um, is going there and finding a cheap laptop that I can put Ubuntu on. There you go. Yeah. 100 bucks. 100 yeah. bucks. Yeah. I wouldn't get the Dell, though. I would get either the Acer or the Asus. Okay. It's a build quality thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I didn't. That's good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not impressed with Dell's build quality. Really? All overall, yeah, or 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 Toshiba to uh, uh, to be honest, yeah, yeah, oh. we've uh, you know when my when my kids were in college, we we did Dells and they they did not fare very well. We did a we did a thing in uh, at BuzzFeed just this last couple of weeks. Uh, every year they do a uh, uh, basically a lottery for the the ability to purchase some of the older computers, and by older computers, uh, you know, twenty fourteens and twenty fifteens. We all we and we use predominantly Macs in the company, so we able to get a really smoking deal on a two thousand fifteen MacBook Air Ooh. that way. Ooh, huh. Nice. See, this is a little tangential, Phil, but I'm curious about this. There's been a lot of buzz amongst developers that they don't yes. like the new MacBooks. What do your um, What do your guys think? Your, your no, folks. Yeah, nobody has jumped on getting one. Nobody's really into all okay. that interested. I, you know, I think it's it's you know it's not that big of a change. It's more of a I don't know. It's it, we, we've talked about it here. It just I was not impressed enough to say yes. I've got to have one of those. Right? 
Yeah. I mean, you mean the touch bar, Mac yeah, Pro? Yeah. yeah, the touch bar. Don't really need the touch bar. So, and yeah. and you know the new Mac, the new uh, Mac Pros are are not experiencing great battery life. Um, but um, so it's just it it wasn't the upgrade I think we all wished it was. But at the same time, uh, you know, if if you have to replace a machine, why not? So. Well, they're still selling the old ones too, which yep. is kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. So just buy one of the old ones. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm if you need one quite happy with mine so did you hey but speaking of buying did you anybody get a order to the airpods yet did you do that no but our buddy graham did and uh, he's all excited about it but um and then apple rolled out a program that if you lose one you can replace it for 69 dollars. is that all Jeez, wow. what a deal yeah nice. what a deal i thought for sure you're gonna drop one somewhere or it's going to yeah. fall out of your briefcase and oh sure purse, what, was, purse, what, was, yeah. what was seth the seth meyers line they come they come pre-lost <laughs> <laughs> that's good all right we need to veer back into no, I, in I sports know. let's I get know. back into this so, yeah let's, this past now, week this is hey, the sports desk <laughs> this past week has been stunning for the releases in the sports space tim take it away buddy I, I know there's there's a, a trifecta of stories here about yeah. a sports engine and uh, how they're I guess moving into a uh, co working space. I've never heard of this. The pitch, the, the pitch, pitch. Oh, the pitch opened. The pitch yeah. opened probably about six eight months ago. Um, oh, okay, did we talk about it? Uh, yeah, we yeah. did. We, uh, Tico Riley, oh, okay. was, uh, w- who uh, formerly was with Coco or, uh, in a past life, is is now running the pitch. I actually had uh, coffee with Casey Allen, um, and we were talking about it. He tells me that the pitch is now the the actual space is full, so they have a they have a full full uh, co working space, and it's all sports so, startups, all sports startups. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they should have cool. the tackle. That should be their next their next space for fishing tackle. Yeah, for fishing. The, fishing. No, the tackle has a football analogy. Oh, oh okay. I thought you meant their baseball space. For pro fishing startups. Now they need okay. the well they could you could use the tackle as a <laughs> Yeah, you could. Fly fishing uh, analogy. Yeah, because the pitch for baseball, right? So, yeah, have a big yeah. Right. Lund, have a big Lund fishing boat in the middle of it. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. You could. Uh, and then there's SportCon, which is a new uh, mini analytics driven uh, conference coming up for sports tech. That should be kind of cool. Right? Yep. And and uh-huh. one of the speakers at that is uh, I did not know this was a title, Derek Falvey, who's the chief baseball officer at the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, the chief baseball officer. Do you suppose wow. they have a chief hockey officer at the Twins? No, a chief puck, <laughs> puck officer. Because doesn't doesn't Derek just take care of the baseballs? Uh, yeah, he's the one that puts the mud on them. That's, <laughs> that's why. That's that's what right. he, does, yeah. he pre-scores them so they fly right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Chief baseball uh, officer. Well, that's his uh, title. I know that's what it says here. Yeah, I yeah, suppose, yeah. That's, I suppose that's a mistake. You suppose that's really his no. I title? don't. I wow. don't. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was great. But that's. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Does uh, uh, is there a date in that piece when that's coming up? I don't know. Uh, yes, January 18th. Let's we'll stick that on our list. Yep, we will. Yes, something new. Let's, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've just previewed the list of upcoming events. Exciting, isn't it? Yep, it is. Not, not really. Well, and then uh, Sport Radar launches Acceleradar, a free program for sports startups, sports tech startups. That is, and what was interesting, and I did not know this, but uh, the photo in the article. Yes. Uh, uh, of uh, Tom Masterman um, standing next to the head of technology and operations, Dave Abbott. 
Now, Dave used to be with um, Internet Broadcasting Systems with Reed Johnson oh, and George yeah. Johnson. Right. And um, uh, Tom Masterman's the chief revenue officer at Sport Radar. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're they're working working and moving forward. And uh, I'm just wondering if, if uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul is going to be the hub for sports startups in the country. It sure looks well, that way. It seems to be that that's the that's the push. That's for sure. Um, it seems like it anyway. But I don't. I can't tell you. I, there's. I think there's a lot of. Um, you know, uh, New Chicago, New York, uh, San Francisco. There are a lot of um, sports focused. You know, fantasy sports focused startups yeah. um, going on there. So, and I and I don't think we're necessarily. That, I don't think that's the 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 desire here is not to get into actual gaming or the gambling part of sports. It's more sports technology data, you know, the stats, that sort of thing. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and in working with not only with pro teams, but also um, non pro teams and, and organizations, which is the bread and butter for sports engines. So. Right. All right. Well, and we're, we're such a diverse sports economy up here. So um, that's uh, that helps. Yep. So um, Amazon, I've seen a lot about Amazon. Of course, yeah, the big uh, the big drone thing, which we'll uh, you know we can talk about it now. But you know, Amazon did their first drone delivery. Right. But then on on a more local level, Amazon is uh, is working on this this app for Uber for trucking. So I guess probably driven by necessity, especially when you look at the the Prime Now service and that sort of thing, being able to access shipping you know, via an app rather than, than have a fleet of trucks. I think that's right. Well, and there's so many times that trucks have uh, space. Yeah, exactly. So why, you know, they should never move from point A to point B to point C to point D with empty space if they can help it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I know that I think we've probably all done that when we've made a move from house to house, especially if you're going from city to city, you get a better deal if you find a truck that's, that's, you know, half full or something like that. Exactly. So I think that's an interesting concept. One of the, one of the things that they're developing here. In where, where is their, um, their uh, tech office here for where, um, where they're going to be doing this app development? Is it at Shakopee? Shakopee? No, no, that's, is it that's in that same building? No, that's, that's where the, uh, the fulfillment center is, but no, I think, oh, okay. I think it's in the North loop. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I ah. think it's, yeah, it's a, it's, it is, I, I'm almost sure it's an office building downtown. So, um, that's that they're building out for the tech team. Got it. Got it. Got it. But um, it also in Shakopee, sad to say, uh, 155 employees get laid off at Seagate and for obvious reasons. Um, well, just for those listening, maybe the reasons aren't obvious, yeah. but uh, they're they're laying them off due to a reduced demand for the company's hard drives. Right. And are they uh, are they not as successful with SSDs as they are with uh, hard drives? Not is that, is that really the is that really the problem? Okay. Well, and that's because they're not. Um, my understanding is they OEM all of the the uh, internals for their SSDs, so they don't actually make those. I don't know who they're getting them from, huh? But um, yeah, so but that's yeah, what's yeah. happening is the 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 market for internal and external drives is rapidly moving toward SSDs. And, um, um, the, but the, you know, one of my predictions for this year that didn't come true was I really fundamentally I expected that the, uh, the, uh, the cost for SSDs would plummet. 
and it didn't happen this year. Oh, nope. Nope. And There's still a little bit, you know, too high demand, too much high demand. Well, yeah. Them. Well, I went out I and looked at, I just went out and looked at an external, uh, Samsung makes a little teeny external one terabyte that of course is just like screaming fast and tiny and, um, and just a wonderful little product, but it's 399 bucks for a one terabyte. So, you know, when yep. you can, when you can buy a two terabyte USB three external Seagate drive for, you know, 99 bucks. Right. <laughs> it's pretty right. tough to, to, uh, justify spending that kind of dough on an SSD. Yeah. The SSD. Yeah. Those, they are really expensive. Yeah, they unless are. you, unless you get a, a deal. I, I just bought a one terabyte Toshiba at micro center for 39 bucks. SSD? No, no, it's a oh, traditional, oh, yeah. hard drive. traditional hard drive. So traditional hard drives have come way down in price. Oh yeah. 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 They have. So I, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be this year, but uh, the, here's an opportunity. This is the, this is the tease part of, uh, of, of my existence that we will be doing our uh, predictions on the Ooh, 30, next show. 30th, 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 of 30th, December. Right. 31st. Yeah. Of, yeah we're no, going to skip 30th. next week for everybody listening. Um, because obviously it's Christmas Eve day. It's Christmas Eve day, you and know. Um, and so it's we'll new. be uh, we'll be uh, doing our big prediction show on December thirtieth, which is a Friday. Knees, uh, I'll be up to my knees in eggnog, so I can't really be. You know, that, so, <laughs> do you spike really your bad eggnog? for your cholesterol? You know? It is really yeah. bad for your cholesterol. Do you spike but your eggnog? But if you put enough brandy in it, then it's okay. It's true. It's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it makes it all yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. Uh, also, a piece from out of the uh, University of Minnesota about controlling uh, robots with your mind. Oh my God! Well, not not yeah, so much I, I, robots as it was uh, uh, being able to control a robotic hand and right. get the fingers to move and so on. Now, yeah. the, the, for for everyone listening, um, uh, you know, the research on brain computer interfaces has has progressed nicely, and there's been some breakthroughs like Dean Kamen, the, the inventor, mm -hmm. uh, came up with a robotic arm that you could lift right. um, just with, with your thoughts and so forth. And and so that, that's that been happening. But this is a big breakthrough to be able to control the robotic hand, to open and close the fingers and the and the opposing thumb. Um, and that's that's the breakthrough. That's the big thing about this right. is, uh, is being able to... Um, um, manipulate at a, at a finer level. And, and so they're going to eventually get this because right now you got to wear a cap with 64 electrodes on it, but they're going to, they're going to, uh, stylish, uh, yeah, stylish. But the, the, the eventual direction with this is to make a little chip sure. that can be implanted. And, um, and so the chip will take, take advantage of all the EEG cap things. Cause I'm, I would hate Hate you know losing a hand, of course, but then uh, walk around with a cap so you could make your robotic hand work. Right, you know. Right, Tim, you could pull well, it off, but I saw I saw a local uh, news story on this, and they had the researcher that was demonstrating how it worked. And you know, for people that are you know quadriplegic and and all of that, they're going to be in wheelchairs anyway. But it's a it's an entire robotic arm with the articulating fingers and all that stuff, and. It's a, a very cool demonstration. Yeah. Okay. It's a little so, scary, though. Still a little scary. It is. Still, it little is. Creepy. Well, but you know, for people is, that, that are disabled, though, it's a great innovation. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's great. And, yeah. and it's coming from from here. The, from RU from here. Yes. 
it's where my all of my really expensive uh, tax dollars and uh, and tuition are going. Yeah. Right. So anyway. you guys, you guys remember and and uh, Phil, I think you were there. No. I can't remember if you were there, Tim, but but when uh, uh, we all met at the Southdale Apple Store and we podcasted from the line. Yes. Yeah, I was um, there. Um, I can't remember what what was what even what product was even being rolled out then, but I, I think it was the first i iPod or iPad uh, Mini. I believe that was maybe, a, maybe. But, because Graham bought one. Yes, and I remember looking over at um, the uh, front entrance and seeing Gene Munster, the Piper Jaffrey analyst that covered Apple, and uh, you know he was always just this happy assed optimist, you know about oh they're gonna you know it's gonna be a they're going to take over the world of, you know, every corporation will be acquired by Apple. I mean, not quite, but he was, he was, uh, pretty out there sometimes, but then often he was pretty spot on and he's leaving now. Right. Um, to start, yeah, we talked about it last week. Right. And, um, you know, on uh, that show you didn't. Yeah. Right. The show that you missed. No, no, you but, missed, yeah. but this is the new, <laughs> new part of it is him, him coming out. And uh, he's kind of leaving on an optimistic note because his projection is is that um, Apple stock, which is now at one, just closed at one fifteen and change, uh, has a price target of one fifty five on it. Wow! Um, wow. And so, so we, I, I don't see how he gets there. I mean, yeah. what new product can they do? I mean, I know that we we're, we're going to touch on their uh, Apple TV update in a little bit, but I, I just don't see that as being um, any kind of big business uh the apple watch although it's the most successful thing out there in, the, in its uh, space is not setting the world on fire either yeah so well, I, think- I just don't see what they're going to do that is going to have that kind of you know ipad or, or iphone sort of popularity well we don't know none of us know but next year from a revenue standpoint in terms of the iphone 8 um refresh people are talking about how it may be apple's uh, biggest year ever um and so you know stocks always go up on the on the expectation not the reality so that that may be where he's coming from with this um and so who knows we'll see also there's a article that had come out about um, the what ifs of apple repatriating their cash and based on their previous history of stock buybacks and dividend uh, uh, one times or increases that the, um, uh, dividend per share could be 15 to $35 somewhere in there. And, uh, which of course I would do backflips over. Um, and so we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Cause that's also could, uh, make the stock go up because the institutional investors would just scramble to jump on board. If there was going to be, uh, a, a nice big dividend boost, so we'll hmm. see. All right. Do you, do you think when the, when uh, Gene moves into a new neighborhood, people go around saying, Hey, the Munsters just moved in down the street. Is that, <laughs> you know, that's, you think about like, I bet you, he's never heard that before. I, I, I'm not, you, I, I'm guessing it's original comedy. Really, <laughs> you know, oh, no one's ever thought of that. I know. No, it, I know. I know. You know, he named one of his kids, Eddie too. So. How would you stop? But a bump. I'm just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Let's talk about some other top tech stories, young men. Oh, all right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we did sort of talk about the drone delivery, Amazon's first drone delivery, 13 minutes of sheer, sheer joy. Uh, <laughs> Cambridge. 
Cambridge, in, UK. In Cambridge, UK. What do you think? Yeah, it's just a PR deal. I think I, so too. Yeah. There's no way that they're going to have drones flying all over the place. Well, although I, mean, I would like to see, uh, uh, you know, Phil say, summon the drones. Summon the drones. <laughs> Yeah, but do you, you remember all these sci-fi shows that we've seen in the past and movies yeah. that, um, you know, they show all the flying cars and all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, how hard would it be if you had all these competing companies flying drones to give everybody their own lane in, in airspace? Yeah. And, and In the U.S., it would just basically be skeet. That's all there is to it. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. We'd sit out and shoot them. Oh, down. people would sit out and just. Oh, shoot wouldn't that be fun? Down. Yeah, it's you know, it's a gimmicky thing. I could see in major cities and big cities, you could go rooftop to rooftop with stuff, maybe, maybe. But yeah, it's. I think this is just uh, just for right. PR. It's a it's a cool story. Yeah. It's interesting. Yep. Uh, Android things. Yeah, this is oh, yeah, a this big. My, uh, this was my uh, uh, story for Steve of the week. Internet of things for Steve. Well, so Sorry for Steve. some time thing. ago, some time ago, um, Google had released Brillo, which is a development platform, um, and right. they're they're rolling a bunch of stuff in, and they've created something called Android Things, which is a new IoT platform, which is made specifically for developers who are making smart devices. And um, and I think this is, I mean, it's a great tool. You know, I saw saw one guy's um, post about it, also who had said that he had wished for something Swift-like, which Swift is Apple's um, right. development platform, and that's taken the world by storm, and they threw it into open source and everything else. And and um, and that's, of course, what Android things will be or is. Um, and um, But apparently it's not quite as easy to use. Have you read anything about that, Tim? I have not. No. One thing I wanted to mention was I did get an Amazon Echo Dot over this uh, last month or so, and when they had them for for thirty nine dollars, and I yeah. thought, oh, well, what the heck, I'll I'll try it out. And I think it's a gateway drug for IoT actually, because now I'm looking at yeah. uh, some of the Wi Fi switches, so I can turn on lights on and off and measure the electricity consumed by them. Yep. And things like that that interface with Alexa, which I, you know, I've been a skeptic the whole time. Of course, now you're just so. I think the cool thing of the week. Thank you so much. What? <laughs> Never mind. I think cool. it is cool. I was going to change my cool thing of the week, but I'm not now. But I, but I, but I think that you know, do, but that's all right. Well, Phil, so I, I oh. you know, I think that stuff like that where you can put real world applications together with a voice control like like Alexa. Uh, that makes it more compelling than uh, as a standalone kind of deal. Yeah. In my, well, in my view anyway, Phil, are you, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in your yes. smart things app or a hu- hub, are you using routines? Um, for automation? No, no, because I, you know, I don't have, I have just basically my garage door indicator and my, you know, I have one outlet that I'm using right now. So okay. I haven't, I haven't Got gotten into as much uh, smart home stuff as I should or smart thing stuff as I should. But, you know, I tell you, Alexa, I was thinking about this the other day with the Alexa interface, I use it to turn on a, a light in the, in the family room. So it's, it's, um, it is pretty damn handy. And I got to tell you, you feel pretty cool saying, you know, Alexa, turn on the family room light and bang, it comes on. So you like that better than uh, your old method, uh, the clapper? The clapper, yeah. The, you know, yeah. I decided to move away from the clapper. <laughs> um, however, I still have my uh, my uh, 
my my safety fob that I carry. So if I've fallen and I can't get up, I can get all the people. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, jeez, Louise! But no, I I I I really I think the Alexa thing. If you can get past the creepy thing with the uh, with the always listening concept, um, it's a really interesting platform. Yeah. yeah. So did you get a dot, uh, Phil? Yeah, I did. It was okay. going to be my cool thing of the week, but somebody talked about it. So, well, no, you can you can still bring it up because I well, I can still talk about it even more. But, yeah, we can talk well. about it even more. But oh, before wow. we do that, we have to talk about the fact that Apple had another uh, iOS yes, this update. This is the important with stuff. New emojis. It's I know. Are you guys oh. like throwing all these emojis down now? I'm throwing oh down the face, I'm throwing down the face palm like crazy. So well, I'm using the clown one just to scare the hell out of kids. <laughs> so when Weird. I send my nieces and nephews uh, a text message, I always put the clown in there. So they well, you put a tree. They don't either, sleep well. You, you put a tree on either side of it. It really gets creepy. So yeah. it looks like a demented clown too. <laughs> it does. The it does. It, it does. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but so so I got the TV app on my Apple TV. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it would be really great if they had Netflix and exactly. other people, they, they, they don't even have HBO. So I, Showtime's in there and Hulu's in there, which is kind of nice. And I did unearth some, some stuff I want to see. And AMC's those, app. Those catalog. Yeah. But I'd like to see HBO in there. I'd like to see uh, Netflix in there, you know, may, maybe CBS, all those, you know services right because well, that would make it a lot a lot more usable i think you know, a good and, idea well and the the I, I just wanted to talk about this for just a second because the one thing i think about is as as a user of an apple tv i would absolutely w- love to have an integrated single interface to be able to look for shows on all these different apps however if I was responsible for, if I'm running Hulu and Tim, you're running Netflix and Phil, you're running Showtime or HBO Go, um, you want to have your own brand so that people right. are looking at your stuff only, not everybody's. And yep. I, I thought that that that's the one thing that's sort of missing out of this is the uh, some method of of making it very clear where those programs are coming from. I mean, you can see where they're coming from. You know, because it'll say AMC or it'll say HBO. Well, not HBO, but it'll say no, uh, Showtime, Showtime, or iTunes. Yeah. Um, so you can see where it's coming from. But um, it's—I don't think there's enough incentive there for CBS, for example, with their streaming app to be able to say, "Sure, yeah, we'll be part of that." Well, I think they will because Showtime is owned by CBS. So I think they're maybe they're they're okay. te- testing it out with with that. Yeah. Because a lot of people are going to subscribe when they roll out that new uh, Star Trek series, which is Correct. only going to be available streaming. Correct. Uh, so that's when I'm going to uh, subscribe. Same here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I would like to see that service also, you know, show up inside the thing. But for the most part, we're watching mostly Netflix. And Netflix does a good job of surfacing stuff that you might be interested in in their own interface. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they, they haven't joined this. Maybe they're working on it, which is likely because, as, as someone uh, in a, another tech podcast mentioned this week, I heard that uh, the Comcast X1 system has Netflix integrated into their guide. So the very same idea. So maybe they're not totally against it. Maybe they're working on with Apple on huh. making it happen. Okay. Hopefully they will. Cause if they don't, if it's balkanized the way it is, it's, uh, I'm not going to probably use that TV app much. 
Yeah, same. I, I agree. I agree. Well, um, I was also pleased. I did not even know this until you put this article in here, Tim, and I started looking through stuff about Amazon yep. releasing a new shopping app on TVOS for the and Apple TV. But no, it's outstanding. But it's no, really good. Is it? I haven't used it yeah, yet. Yeah, but it, but it doesn't have streaming video. So what's but no the Prime point? Video. Yeah, I know. But you can. I, I think QVC is probably the 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 best app. That's a shopping app for the Apple TV, and it's been there since launch. This is rivaling it. It doesn't have live video like QVC does, but the interface is very Apple-y. It it makes it very easy to buy stuff to search for things. Um, you can use Siri to search all that stuff. So it's it's really well done. So what's what's the deal? When when are we going to get the Apple TV um, app for for Amazon? When are we going to get that? I, I don't know. I I That's hope this question. signals that Amazon is working on it. I sure because, I sure hope so too because um, I have yet to replace my old Roku. Yeah, and the only reason we have that is for Amazon Prime. Yeah, I fired up a, a yeah. an old version of uh, Fire TV that we had from the old days of Hyper IQ for testing, and it was like. <laughs> God, I have to have this just to watch one show. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have a smart TV, most smart TVs, like we have a Samsung, uh, have the Amazon uh, app built in, yeah. and it's usable. That's what we. That's how we stream our Amazon shows. Yeah. Like, like Goliath. What a show! It's a good one. Yeah, but see, I got everything plugged into my uh, AV receiver. Yeah, and and the the Samsung TV is just a dumb display. Um, yeah. And so I don't even connect it to Wi-Fi because I don't want Samsung eavesdropping on everything I'm doing. Uh, security, security. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and and I got to tell you, the Fire, the the Fire TV doesn't tie into my Harmony remote because it uses Wi-Fi for or uh, or uh, or excuse me, uh, it's not infrared. It's a Bluetooth for for remote control. So it's kind of pain huh. in the ass but but i just keep waiting for the uh, the the amazon app that's all i want that's all i want for my apple tv well keep yeah, that would be nice stay tuned i hope they're working on it but they it, you know they may protect the uh their whatever their infrastructure their uh, whatever ecosystem right because yeah. they have a competing ecosystem to to apple you know, I'd like to see the Voodoo app on Apple TV as well. That's another one, which is Walmart's ecosystem of ah, video. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. And I have nice. built up a, you know, we've transferred all the DVDs and, and Blu-rays over. And I've got like 400 movies there streaming. And I have to use the stupid uh, Samsung streaming app to uh, to watch those. So, huh. Another I, I've never gotten into Voodoo. And I know you, you've like made it a science and getting discount cards and all that yep. stuff. So. Um, and, and one thing I will say about Voodoo is a, they have the quality, but also B almost every movie that I want to go watch is a buck less on Voodoo. Yeah. That's I mean, another good reason. It's, it's just, I mean, you know, yep, pretty amazing. Yep. Very cool. Anyhow. Well, let's speaking of cool, cool, let's let's talk cool things of the week. Did yeah. you want to just briefly kind of wrap up our conversation about the Echo Dot? Uh, I've actually paired it with my Bose um, um, Bluetooth speaker. Which yeah, I, I've good. I've uh, paired mine. I've got a, a soundbar that's in yep. our family room, and I put the Dot in the kitchen. Yep, and uh, I use it for to put uh, things on my shopping list. So I use Todoist, and uh, I just say Alexa, put whatever milk on my shopping list, and she complies, and it automatically shows up in Todoist in an Alexa shopping list 
list, which is shows up under projects in uh, Todoist, um, which is very handy because my wife can do it where she can, you know, say, put it in and it shows up on my list and I do most of the shopping. So that makes it very convenient. I listen to the flash briefing, which you can hack and put in all sorts of different uh, sources. So it's, it's, uh, it's about 25 minutes long every morning where it gives me right. the BBC news, the local weather, the CNET tech news, the sports news from ESPN and then NPR's news. All so in a row. When you say hack, you mean basically just adding different services. You're not saying yeah. you're hacking versions of it or anything like that. So I was no, say, if you if yeah, you go into the app, something like that, yeah. If you go into the app, you can add a yeah. lot of different uh, yeah. skills, and yeah, I just added a bunch yeah. of skills: uh, news, news, and sports, and tech news, and all that stuff. And it lines yeah. it up, and you and can there, put it in, in the order. Yeah, I, I, I do prefer, you know, uh, I do prefer like, well, you know, NPR's news is really basically their top of our news that's just repurposed. But uh, there are special there are yeah. some that are actually doing things specifically for um, uh, the Amazon Echo. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's and CNET's one of them. See, that's one of them. So. Yeah, and they do refresh it, uh, I th- I'd say, about every four hours because I'll listen to it in the morning and then I'll listen to it while I'm cooking dinner. And it's right. different news usually. Right. Yeah, which is great because those those I think there's a couple of them out there that are doing it. You know, they maybe update them once a day. It's like yeah, it's not that's not helpful. So well, and no. one of the things that um, uh, people have I, I've had two people ask me this same thing about the uh, Echo Dot, and you don't have to have the full blown Amazon Echo to use no. it. Um, oh no, not at all. And, no, and so no that, not at all. That, no, that, that, I, that, I only have the dot. Well, that was originally not clear. Oh really? Apparently, oh, yeah. apparently, well, yeah. Because people when they said, when they came out originally, they were only available to other Echo users. Right, you, know, you exactly. had to have an that's Echo. Probably, that's, to maybe that's order why. it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't buy it unless you had an Echo. So yeah, so maybe that's why. But yeah, you know, is, it works with smart dopey. things. So that it works with smart it does. things. So I can turn on my one smart outlet. <laughs> Well, God, I got to tell you, I, I'm I so dedicated to the Internet of Things, dude. Yeah, I'm well, just so dedicated. I absolutely. Um, you know, smart things is getting better and better and better. And one of the things that, um, whoa, 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 back it up there, dude. Really? Are you saying it it's getting smarter? You're, Cause you, you were, you were a, not a big fan. I was raining on their parade for a while. You were but, definitely piddling in their Cheerios. Yeah. So. But it is, it is, uh, you know, it's just slowly, but surely, but you know, getting better and better. But any, anyway, the reason I brought it up is there's, you know, and the reason I asked you about routines is, um, you know, there was one thing that kind of bothered us when daylight savings time went off is, you know, typically we're up at five thirty, six o'clock and, and the house is just completely pitch black. So you flip on the light coming downstairs and come downstairs and it's all black and you got to turn on all these lights and so on. Well, so now I just have a routine that turns on the lights I want to turn on in the morning and they are on for an hour, hour and a half, and then they go off. And, um, you know, it's just stuff like that. It, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it just, it, it's nice. It just makes things a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Or the light comes on automatically in the mudroom when you walk in. So you don't have to flip on the big, um, um, overhead light. You know, we got this great big overhead mm-hmm. light. Um, and so would I find it useful to be able to say, Hey, Alexa, turn on the downstairs lights. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Because I could. Oh, yes, you, know, you would. You I would. Have, you'd like it. Okay. I, pre- I predict you would. All right. 
Tim, what's your what's your so cool good. thing, buddy it's only, boy? It's only 40, 40 bucks if you can find it uh, on the yeah. well. I think it's, it's fifty, 50 it's bucks 50 now. Bucks, no, right? I just looked okay. on Amazon. It's thirty nine ninety nine still. There you go. Of course, I you should get 10, it ten dollars more than I should have. Anyway, <laughs> I got it for thirty nine. I got it on Black Friday. Yeah, show off at uh, Best Buy. I pre-ordered mine. So, all right. So I know this is going to be controversial, but the oh you know, no, in this in the uh, science fiction movie franchise, there are Star Trek people and there are Star Wars people. Yes, and I have to say, I'm a Star Wars person. Yeah, I can appreciate Star Trek. I especially like the new uh, reboots. Yep. They're quite fun. I like even some of the old movies. That uh, usually every other one was decent, and then there was a terrible one in between. Do you remember but that it, really long Star Trek movie? That first one that was god awful. Yeah, long, right. With know. Robert Wise did it. Oh yeah. god, it was bad. Anyway, yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, today or tomorrow? Not tomorrow. This weekend. Yes. Starting yesterday, Rogue One came out, which is a Star Wars side movie, which takes place before Episode Four. And um, I'm going to go watch it this afternoon. Oh, you I have something to say? Yeah, okay, great. Okay. It is a cool thing of the week. My my son went to see it uh, on Friday, and he yes. said it was excellent. And um, the the reviews have been pretty solid, so I'm I have high hopes that this will be a, a yearly occurrence where we're going to go and see some uh, Star Wars movie of some sort. So next uh, year, it's episode eight. And then the year after that, it is a Han Solo um, movie, what happens before. And uh, hopefully Chewbacca will be in that one, et cetera. So. Wow. There you go. Cool. So anyway, Rogue One, it's, a, it's out this weekend. Go. Go see it. And go on next week, see it. Or ne- actually, not next week, but next show, I will tell you how much I loved it. Well, hopefully all right. we'll, all, we'll all have seen it by then. We won't really care what you thought. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, my cool thing of the week yes, is a because yes. uh, I use Google Chrome as my browser, primary browser, and there's a real Donald context plugin, oh, and they uh, wash the Washington Post automatically inserts Trump fact checks into his tweets, so. <laughs> The plugin. Yeah. You got you to look. You got to look at his page on the on the, a browser on the Chrome browser. But um, with the extension installed, Trump's Twitter account includes dozens of fact check notes on any post he may any statement he makes. You know, so like he did this one about look forward to going to Indiana tomorrow in order to be with great workers of Carrier. They will yeah. sell many air conditioners, and then Washington Post puts in just so you know. This factory made furnaces, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. You know, and uh, anyway, but he, they, but they're fact checking him, and uh, yes. I think that's great. Well, he's not the only one that needs to be fact checked. Granted, he's, uh, True. he's really made a good art out of it, but yeah. he's not the only one. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so okay, cool. Yeah, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. Well, it so uh, we have one event you guys just put on the uh, the upcoming yeah, events. It's the SportCon Sports Analytics Conference on January tenth. I thought it was the eighteenth. Uh, it said that in the thing, but if you go to this link, it says January 10th. Okay. Interesting. There you go. So I guess the, the business journal got it wrong. Oh man, I hate when that happens, but yeah, it definitely says January 10th. Sure does. And if you go to Eventbrite, I bet it says January 10th. I'm going there now. And it does does. say January 10th, Tuesday. There you go. Mm. So what's going on? Well, I, um, uh, also, I just wanted to mention that, uh, my, uh, Aluminum Festivus poll did not arrive, so I am not going to be able to celebrate Festivus. 
We actually have one at the office, and we haven't put it up. You're right. Do you really? God, no, brother. It's a poll. <laughs> but we always look forward to the airing. You of, pagans! We always look forward to the airing of grievances. So There you go. Followed by the feats uh. of strength. <laughs> well, it's, All it's, right. Uh, so. It's a good one. Well, so we'll be back on uh, December 30th with our prediction show. And, uh, right. No, no, 30th. 30th. We're doing it on Friday. Friday the 30th. Oh, we're and, doing it on Friday? Yeah. We are. We, we sent are. out an email. Didn't you agree to it, Phil? I no, I didn't. Phil, sorry, Phil I will it. be in the well again. Can you oh. do it on Friday, Phil? <laughs> yes, I can do it on Friday. Of course <laughs> I can right. do it on Friday. Right. From the well. From the well. No, I actually, I'm taking that week off, baby. So I'll Okay. All right. Ah, okay. Well, and I guess we'll uh, we'll talk to everyone well, we on the 30th. Say, to those of you celebrating, uh, have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Kwanzaa, a Happy Holidays uh, from all of us to all of you. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you next week on? No, we'll talk to you on the 30th on? Okay, two weeks on? The Minute King <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Take care. Have a good two weeks. See ya. <laughs> Sucker's legs off. Gonna rip that sucker's legs off. Gonna head on down to the riverbed, chuck some bear, suck some heads. Just one trip and my family's fed. Sucker's tail on. Pinch that sucker's tail on. Gonna pinch that sucker's tail on. Pinch that sucker's tail on. Gonna rip that sucker's legs on. Rip that sucker's legs on. Gonna rip that sucker's legs on. Rip that sucker's legs on. Catch a crawdad, gonna show it to my mom, gonna show it to my dad, gonna show it to my sister, gonna make her mad. Crawdad, gonna jerk that sucker's head off. Gonna jerk that sucker's head off. Gonna pinch that sucker's tail off. Gonna pinch that sucker's tail off. Gonna rip that sucker's legs off. That sucker's legs off. Gonna rip that sucker's legs off.